Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF. Grab your tea, tequila, or toke and join the garden party. This is really our our second first time of recording podcast. Let's give this another go. Yeah, about two years ago, we decided we were going to do a podcast, and then it was two, only a year ago. Was it? I yeah, don't it was last summer. Oh, it yeah. was last summer. So yeah, a year, and we didn't know how to edit. It was all jumbled up. We and, were a little overwhelmed with trying to do a bunch of stuff. We were also in two different states, so that yeah. didn't make it any easier. No. So let's try this again. We're all zen after our nice yoga class this morning. We're ready to dive back in and finally launch our first podcast. Uh, so, Anna, why why did you want to do a podcast? So we originally, back last year, had been really getting into the podcast world and loving just having a podcast on, especially on drives. I feel like it makes drives go so much faster just listening to audiobooks or a podcast. It's just a great way to easily get information and share. And I feel like we have such a great network of people that we have access to and are friends with. And it would be amazing to have them share their expertise in this forum. What about you? All the little gems in your life. I, that's what I, I've always felt that way. Like I have all these little lovely people who have a ton of knowledge and wisdom about all sorts of topics. And I want to share that. I always have great conversations. I can't tell you how many times I've been in conversations and I was like, I wish there were more people hearing this conversation happening right now or like getting the information that I'm getting from someone. So Yes, sharing like the gems of people in my life. Uh, definitely, definitely, even when we did our first podcast last year, I wasn't as much listening to them yet, but you like sucked me into that world. And then knowing that we were going to be working on doing one, I started really like fully just immersing myself. And I was like, ah, as soon as I started really listening to him, it's like, I understand why everyone is crazy about podcasts. It's just a great way to get information, especially when we're so busy. And I don't have time. I love to read, but I don't have time to read as much as I like anymore. So I find it just a great way to get more information in me and be learning new things without having to actually like also take separate time to sit down and I'm active. I can do it on runs. I can do it on long drives. I can do it on my commute to the city when I'm sitting on a train and bored. So it's perfect way of sharing information, getting information. That is why I am very interested. Plus, I just like talking. <laughs> yeah, we have some good comments that should be recorded. So hence, here we are. Yeah. And I didn't feel like even though everyone and their mother has a podcast these days, I know that some people will listen to ours like, Probably my grandparents, at least, a cousin <laughs> or two some of our, our goddess friends. We will definitely, hey guys, we'll definitely shout out some of our, our personal loved ones and fans 
to, to help support us in the beginning. And I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing like who knows what will come of it. Maybe we'll get a lot of listeners. Maybe we don't. But we'll have fun doing it regardless. Exactly. So if you don't already know us or if you want to know more about us and our health journeys, we kind of wanted to just take this time on the first podcast to introduce ourselves and talk about our journey to creating Intrepid Hearts, our lifestyle alternative health and wellness blog, and how we partnered up to create this. <laughs> create Intrepid Hearts. Uh, so what is Intrepid Hearts? If you've never even been to our blog, we've had that for almost two years, but I'd say the first year was a lot of just like dab- dabble dabbling with the website and like figuring out what we wanted years. to do it was like fall 2015 yeah. or 14 even the idea started I think yes but then the website the website yeah. the website we started talking about it three years ago and then maybe we've like actually had a web page for like two and a half years yeah. on Squarespace and I don't think it was, though, till this, like, last year and a half that we really started consistently posting on a regular basis and, like, really committing to it. Um, It started, and not that it was a hobby, but it was, like, can we do this? Getting familiar with working on a web platform. There's a lot of things that you learn not to do after the fact, (laughs) as is in life anyway. Um... But Intrepid Hearts is our blog, and Anne and I share everything there that we are passionate about, health, wellness, food, um, always food. And uh, we put that out there, so there's, if you ever want to check us out there, there's some great articles. Uh, And recently we've become more uh, cannabis education and awareness focused also meditation I mean both of us have health at our core and kind of just wanted to get more specific in the cannabis space because we both have a lot of experience and knowledge in it and want to share because I think we both believe that it's a integral part to a healthy happy lifestyle and it's not really being talked about. I mean, it's getting talked about way more now, thankfully, but there's still a lot of stigma surrounding it. And we just want to get more of the information out there and have like a nice uh, community to, you know, bounce ideas off of and theories and, you know. So thankfully Anna took over as I had a brain fart, but yeah. (laughs) Really, what happened is like we started, as I was saying, and we and we're posting about all sorts of things, health and wellness that we love. And it has kind of evolved into us wanting to like, as you've, I'm sure everyone's heard this catchphrase a zillion times. If you have a blog or you listen to bloggers, they talk about niching down. Um, it's kind of organically evolved that we're a little bit niching towards the cannabis space because both of us are very passionate about it. And one of the things when we were first recorded this podcast, like we talked about our passion for like sustainability in all areas of your life and cannabis and the hemp plant is a very 
very versatile plant and it's a very sustainable plant. What do I mean by that? It's sustainable in agriculturally. It has it presents itself many opportunities to help move different industries forward in the sustainable space as far as being environmentally sound in production and being sustainable in wellness and how you treat your body, giving new alternatives. It's been illegal for so long. And by it being made be illegal, podcast in itself. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry it could be like it's that's the ramifications of making this plan illegal have had an impact on the environment. It's had an impact on our health, and there's so much we want to talk about that has to do with the education and breaking the stigma that surrounds the plan. It's not just about getting high and recreational use. And sure, we'll talk about that. That's fun. (laughs) But we want people to understand more about cannabis. Yeah. And I think it all comes back to, you know, bringing awareness to your breath. We both are yoga teacher training certified and breathing is a great way to, you know, center yourself. A lot of people don't think about their breath. When people smoke cigarettes, they're like taking time to breathe they're breathing carcinogens into their lungs unfortunately but but. it's why that's part of the addictive part of it it's your I was a smoker for (laughs) years and that was it I was like it it's your it when you go to smoke a cigarette you're actually wanting to tune into your breath you don't you're not conscious of that but that's your way of like stepping back and away from something and breathing you're just not breathing oxygen yeah you're breathing all sorts of other shit But you can breathe, breathe cannabis in, or there's other ways to consume it. But yeah, just bring back to your breath, um, back to health and wellness. So we'll get a little bit now. We talked about, we introduced a blog. So we'll introduce ourselves. Uh, Anna, tell me, tell our our listeners, tell your grandma. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Hey, Mammy. But uh, <laughs> Tell tell me a little bit about yourself and just My health journey. Your health journey. I'll tell you again <laughs> and again. Well, it kind of all started. I feel like I go back to my health journey starting when I was little. My mom, obviously, like I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household where my mom has really always been into alternative health and alternative thinking. And I remember being in the, like the lunchroom and people eating Oreos and being like, oh no, I'm not allowed to have them. They have, they're partially hydrogenated and everyone's like, what does that mean? (laughs) And people, I think most people know now to stay away from hydrogenated foods, but it was like, what? Back then it was so out there and I was like the weirdo. And, but I was thankful for that in retrospect because I mean, when I would go to friends' houses and eat those things that I wasn't usually have access to my face would like blow up or like have like these reactions and it was just like I wouldn't feel good after which is how I treat my health now it's like when I am eating something and I realize I don't feel well it's like all right then don't eat that again (laughs) like so my mom was always putting like flax in our pancakes and stuff and I'm like what the hell is this (laughs) but I appreciate it now because it kind of sparked in me 
you know, I learned from her amazing cooking how to make really good food, but also make really good healthy food or healthy alternatives to classic comfort food. High school, I, um, I realized that, you know, health and what you eat affects everyone. So I was kind of thinking of going into nutrition in college and there was a nutritionist that came to visit our high school at a lunch and she was just there to give some information and people, I think, I think the idea was people could talk to her about nutrition, but um, like what they were eating. But I went up to talk to her about becoming a nutritionist and what it's like. And she was just like, oh, it's like really hard. There's a lot of science classes. She's kind of like putting it down. I just felt really discouraged after she said that. I was like, um, okay. Uh, and, Is this med uh, school that I need to go to? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, I was, but I still, that was what I felt most passionate about and what I would get excited about. And when I thought about going to college and studying something, I was like, it might as well be nutrition. We'll see. I'll give it a go. And I'm so happy that I did because... <laughs> It wasn't that hard. Um, there was a lot of science, but I made it through and I met some great people in my classes. Can we, can I ask you, cause I know, I know that you've told me this before. So like, what was your, you were already educated a lot about food as you mentioned. What was it like sitting in class? Cause I've also heard this from you. I've heard this from other people who went to school for nutrition and then decided to go like the integrative nutrition route. What bullshit did you hear or like read and how did you like cope with like learning something and you're like, I have to put this answer on a test that is right, but I know it's not right. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up because it's so true. I mean, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics is funded by, you know, like General Mills and snack companies and Coca-Cola and big corporate companies. People don't understand this or know this like at all. And it shocks me. I know we have, I have a note to like have an entire podcast on the corruption of our food system because I'm very passionate. Like you both are passionate about that. But yeah, so because these big corporations are funding the Academy of Nutrition Dietetics, which is what's giving the information to the schools, um, recommending, you know, 100 calorie packs of processed foods are great. That's what they're handing out at any of the meetings. Like, that's fine to give to people and kids. Um, Aspartame and diet sodas are great for people with diabetes. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, and I would go to my, uh, I would even go to my professors about it and bring them some alternative articles and they would just dismiss it and be like, oh, this is just like a, angry blogger with who obviously has other motivations because they have all these ads on their website but it was like Mike Adams who does so much scientific like research and proving his stuff that he's talking about and Dr. Mercola who I love as an alternative health and wellness source so it wasn't just like a random person I mean these people are definitely dismissed in our society because those big corporations and the Academy of Nutrition Dietetics and people at a hospital don't want to, you know, get to the core of the health issue. They just want to give the pills and the pharmaceuticals and all of that. So it was definitely frustrating, but there was some gems of professors that were teaching the right things. Uh, So that was refreshing. But in retrospect, I definitely would have gone to a college like Bastyr or some more integrative, holistic health approach and people in my nutrition classes they would come to class with 
Red Bulls in the morning, donuts, sodas, diet sodas. And I'm just like, I thought this was supposed to be nutrition. (laughs) And that's where I met and bonded over that um, with my friend Hannah, who um, she was bringing these amazing green smoothies to class. And so was I. And we're like, oh, what's in your green smoothie? And we were kind of like the only ones who weren't eating all these processed, horrible foods in the nutrition program. So we uh, bonded over that. And when I graduated from college, I was kind of like in an in-between, as most people are. And she had moved Hannah to San Diego. And it was like the dead of winter in Pennsylvania. And I was kind of like, what am I doing? And she offered, well, she was like, yeah, offered me to come be a part of her cold press juice company she had started out there. And I was always dreaming of California. So for me to have this opportunity and be able to get out of, you know, the gray, dreary Pennsylvania winter, I was like, yes, absolutely. So we moved out there, drove my cats out and was doing that for a few years, which they are still doing that, which is so amazing. But the cold press juicing, I mean, I she thought of me because I was always posting about juicing and she knew that I was really posting on your first blog and had a first blog. Oh, yeah. My first blog. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, yeah. Let's pause and talk about Hannah's first blog, yeah. which I didn't even, like, know about. I, I didn't. I did I was so. I just didn't want anyone to see it that I knew. I just wanted other random people to see it, I guess. Yeah. It was. Um, I was going raw one summer and. I had, I had been eating meat at that time and everything. So to go from that to eating completely raw was a huge challenge. And I thought it would be good to keep myself accountable by recording my experience and making a little blog about it, which if I stuck to it, I could probably, that was like years, like what, six, seven years ago. But I wasn't, I was, yeah, I was just not sharing it, but I shared a bunch of recipes and stuff. Obviously I didn't, I did the raw for a couple months that summer, but it was cool to see the analytics for that blog because I saw people from like all over the world, like on certain posts. And I knew that those posts were health topics that people were looking up and trying to learn more about. So that's also kind of like an inspiration for our blog now, which in whatever the fall, after I had moved from San Diego to Denver for cannabis industry opportunity, I was thinking about doing a blog to just keep spreading that healthy lifestyle. Because I think the biggest thing with Gina and I both is that people come to us to ask about health and nutrition because of our experiences. So it's just like a great way for one place to share. And so I was talking to Gina and she was like, oh, I was thinking of doing a blog too. And we're like, well, we should definitely do it together. So that's how it kind of started. was. You, I was. Um, why don't started. you tell us about your health journey over My, the years, the saga, the sagas, and I'm in I'm in a saga right now too of it. But so let's start let's start at the beginning. Uh, as a kid, pretty average food. I wasn't I wasn't an unhealthy eater. I didn't live in a household that had tons of processed foods around. But I, nor was I like restricted from them either. It was just that my parents both worked a ton. So my grandparents watched us all the time. And they were just like old school Italian cooks. So everything came from their garden and was cooked fresh. 
for the most for the most part. I my grandfather always picked us up with like a tasty cake from school, so that no, not but, oh, deli- but don't delicious. Get me started on tasty but delicious. <laughs> I I unlike Anna, like Anna, like is repulsed by junk food. <laughs> I I love it. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I my palate has refined, but I still like. I get. I can give me a bag of Cheetos. Give me a tasty cake every now and again, Let's and just I'm, make the healthy I'm version. Still in heaven. It's my motto. I know it's true. Trust me, those Barbara's cheese curls are my life. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I I did. I had more of like an average childhood in that respect. However, I did. I I I always had this just inclination to eat healthier. I had the one friend at school whose mom was like Anna's growing up, just like. She always sent, her name was Claire Fuller, her mom always sent her to school with like dried apple slices and dried fruit. And I always wanted what she had and she would always share with me and she was a vegetarian. And when I'd go to her birthday parties, I would eat the vegetarian dogs instead of the hot dogs, even though I ate meat. I was just, there was just some, it was just in me. It was always kind of like there lingering. And I got into yoga at a young age and Anna and I know each other because our fathers had become really close friends and our they they met, they became fast friends and we spent a lot of time together growing up and I then had her mother's influence me and I'd go over there and I'd go over for great meals and she would be talking she would always she's always educating she's still that way she gets information she loves to share it she was always educating us about you know the dangers of different medications, foods, etc. And I was always taking that in like a little sponge and processing it and starting to implement just healthier eating in my life. But really what kind of pushed things to the other side of the scale where I was like made the full commitment to really a holistic life and healthier eating was my sophomore year of college. I was in my second semester and I ended up having to take medical leave from school. For about six months prior to that, my health started to decline. I didn't really know what was wrong with me. I My mom took me to a million doctors and, and literally I was like at a new doctor every month and they ran the same routine test over and over. No one cared that I was saying that I knew that something was wrong. They were just like, you're an unhealthy college student. You're depressed. You have a history of depression. This is just just you being depressed. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. To the point where I just, it was March and I was, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with my course load. I couldn't do what I needed to do. And I withdrew from school. Uh, fast forward three months and I end up in the hospital with a pancreatic attack and come to find out I have a tumor the size of a lemon on my pancreas. Luckily, it was been, it was precancerous. So that is lucky in that it had not turned to cancer yet. And they found it because it would have in fact turned to cancer. I was a ticking time bomb. But my experience with that, it wasn't just the recovering, it was just that whole experience of the medical world. And having these professionals that everyone tells you that you're supposed to like respect and God's word, like, you know, they know 
everything had made me just created all this self-doubt about me and my own body. And I knew that something was wrong. And I did. They convinced me I was crazy. I thought I was crazy. I thought I was just making up in my head that I didn't feel well. And long and behold, I was right the entire time. So that was like the, the one part. And the other part was the recovery, the getting better. Part of my recovery really became one getting really I said I had practiced yoga as a teenager, but this was then like this deep physical recovery. All of my stomach muscles, I have a huge scar that looks like a big like hook on my stomach. So all of my stomach muscles were cut through. So I had a lot of physical therapy that needed to happen. And I turned to yoga for that recovery. Uh, in the interim, I now only have half a pancreas. I was supposed to, and my doctor's, wanted to immediately put me on insulin and treat me as a diabetic. I, my distrust with the doctors came as soon as they told me I in fact had a tumor. I was like, well, these assholes have been telling me there was nothing wrong for all this time. So from that point forward, even prior to the surgery, I started just like researching and doing my own investigation into what needed to be done coming out of the surgery on the other side. And I knew from my own reading that if I chose to go on the insulin, there was a high likelihood that I would never be able to come off of it. And I would, in fact, be that considered diabetic for the rest of my life. So I chose not to. And I, I mean, I was going to be in the hospital for two and a half, three weeks anyway. So I was like, if I'm going to go into it, if my pancreas doesn't support my insulin, needs, my body's insulin needs, I'm in a hospital. Like if I go into diabetic shock, I'm in a hospital. Why don't I let my body see if it can handle the load by itself? And it did. And I, I mean, I fought, I had a fight with my doctors to not be administered insulin. And I had to have my mom advocate for that for me because there were at least four occasions that I can remember that even though I had specifically said I didn't want it, they, the nurses still came into my room and tried to give it to me. And the only reason I knew it was happening was because every time they came into my room to give me medication, I would ask what they were putting into my IVs. So <sighs> you really do have to be your own advocate. And that, that experience made me really want to share with people just and educate them about how not even just like taking care yeah, it is taking care of yourself, but like you can't even, you think you can trust your doctors. And I, I don't want to say that all doctors are bad. There are plenty of great doctors out there, but you really have to look for them. They're not easy to find. And you should never have the experience of going into talking to a doctor and have them make you feel like your concerns have them demean you in any way. So if you want something or if you have valid questions, if they just shoot you down and they don't give you answers, it's probably not the right person you should be working with. For me, it was really that, that was the triggering point. And as I said, I had to leave school to do that. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't really ready to be in school to begin with. So the universe kind of directs us the way that we need to go. And I ended up just immersing myself in yoga and fitness. And I ended up working for Lululemon and moving to New York. 
And it came full circle after seven years, I ended up back in school for fashion design where I treated my body horribly for those four years. The design program's a rigorous program. I, I'm healthier than most, but have to say I fell back onto some bad habits, which I actually didn't even talk about in the last podcast that we did a year ago. But I, I ended up taking going back on Adderall, which I hadn't been on since I was in high school. And I was embarrassed to talk about it. I didn't, my closest friends didn't know I was on it because I was embarrassed. I, I'm this person who talks about health and wellness all the time. And I like needed, I needed a drug because I wanted to be a superwoman and be able to do everything. I wanted to be able to like intern, take extra classes, still get up and run at the crack of dawn and exist on four hours of sleep. It's not possible. We will have a whole podcast on Adderall and Adderall addiction because it's a huge problem. So um, I had to now recently actually go through another health kind of journey because of detoxing off of being on Adderall. And it was also birth control and the anxiety medication I had to be on to counter the Adderall while I was on it in school. So there were three medications that had deeply impacted my life when I decided to finally come off of them. It's been like a year and a half now, but I think it just so immensely messed with my stomach environment, my hormones, and it has been quite the journey now to try and get that all back into alignment. And it's interesting though, because I'm learning now about a whole new other area. There's always areas of exploration and areas to learn about that I never, never knew, never knew. I mean, everyone's been talking about candida and bacterial overgrowth. I've heard about them. I've heard podcasts about them. But as I start to like really dig into it, I'm just shocked and amazed at what I'm hearing. Shocked and amazed when I'm hearing about sleep and the importance of it. So this is this is back to why why we want to have the blog, why we want to have the podcast. There's so much that I learn every day, and I just want to share with the people I love. I want to share with other strangers because if I had this information sooner, God knows I could have possibly help myself sooner. So I want to help everyone else around me. Elevate, elevate people. (laughs) Yeah. And it's amazing to see how far, you know, the health space has come. And sometimes I feel discouraged that there's so much in the health space and a lot of stuff is mainstream knowledge where it was like kind of like secrets before, but that's like really a great thing that more people are talking about health and asking questions about wellness and finding those alternative sources instead of just going to their doctor. Like, I feel discouraged because I'm like, oh, this is old news if we talk about it, but it's not because then there's so many people who are out there who really don't know about it or the reasons why behind certain health things or superfoods or what have you or food combinations. So yeah, it's a really great... And it's the collective conscious. The more people who talk about it and bring it into the like awareness of the universe, the more hopefully it'll disperse out into the mainstream. And we're already starting to see it. I mean, it's come a long way in the last few years, but it still has a long way to go. We, I, as I mentioned, I went back to school and it was for fashion design. And 
that's the other huge, huge passion of Anna and I is clothes in general. Yes. Um, but wanting to see the clothing industry become more responsible, ethically, sustainably, and also for consumers to become more responsible in a sustainable manner. And it's, it's a personal struggle of ours. So we're not perfect in it. Like we love, we love cute, trendy clothes and it's hard not to fall down the fast fashion trap. And it's hard, especially, you know, it's a struggle things when things are that inexpensive to then look at another product that's five times as much and understand the value or, or how do you make that balance? I think there's a room for a little bit of both in people's lives, especially depending on what your income level is. Not everyone can afford to have a beautiful, sustainably built wardrobe, and I don't expect that. But what we want to do is make people more aware of brands that act in a sustainable manner. We want to try and help encourage ways of even if you don't have the budget, ways you can start to have sustainable practices with purchases on a budget, things like Poshmark, eBay. Yeah, we have a whole like fashion yeah. podcast <laughs> that we did record and I yes. think it's good. Yeah, so we can get into all that. of these things, it's a holistic view of just wanting to create a sustainable future for yourself, sustainable in health, sustainable in the environment you live in. Yeah, and it's like bringing it back to health, it's the same thing. People want the quick fix. They want to eat the cheap junk food. They don't want to spend the extra money on that really high-quality, cold-pressed, organic juice in a glass bottle. But it's like you can't put a price on your health, especially, like, that's, like, number one. And then the earth, there's a quote that I quoted in the last podcast, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, but it was... I still don't know where it was from. I just saw it in passing. And it's like, you only have two homes, your body and this earth. So you really need to nourish and take care of them. And so it's like... We need to put that on the blog. That needs to go on our homepage. It's a great... It's a great quote. Motto, like, to come back to because it's what we're all about. You know? Yeah, You get to see one of my light bulb moments, and then you're going to come to our homepage on that that quote. And we should find who Yeah, we're going to find out who said it. (laughs) But yeah, you know, like taking care of your body and the earth, the fat, the fast fashion and the sustainability of it all um, comes back to taking care of both of those things that we live and exist and it's, in. And it's not easy. This is not the, and the world as it is, it makes it, it's almost, it's, it's hard. It becomes a little, it's become a little harder and harder because you go on things like Instagram and you see all the nice, pretty things or you see all you see even as bloggers like we see all the other bloggers who every picture is like a new outfit and a new whatever but that's not sustainable and that's if we all lived like that if we all lived like that this planet would it's already had it down a slippery it would be a (laughs) trash pile a massive, massive, massive trash pile. So we need to figure out, and this is us sharing our journey of figuring it out too. And it, we're not, I said, we're not perfect. 
we we have a shopping pack right now <laughs> to try and hold ourselves to committing to each other like what what do we need and paring down you also notice that as you start to pare down and this because this is probably the longest period I've gone with really committing to not buying new stuff unless it was like on this list of approved purchases for the summer and I actually haven't even purchased all my approved purchases (laughs) but I have noticed I felt less bogged down in my own life like less I've had I have less clothes in my closet than I've had in years and years and years because I've been trying to purge them out and I actually feel it sounds may sound hokey but I feel a light a lightness about that um I don't feel as much anxiety when I go into my closet I can find it easier to get dressed in the morning um and that is a whole nother realm of conversation (laughs) yeah I'm gonna be honest I broke the shopping pack that I created okay she's done really well though she's definitely an addiction um but if we're being completely honest but it definitely yeah it just brings awareness and a pause and you just, yeah, you think of your end goals. And I think it comes with our yoga practice too, is like kind of not, we're not trying to write out and plan our future, but just making little affirmations and lists and things every day that kind of chip away at who we are and who we're becoming and what we want to be in the future. And that person doesn't support things that are bad for the environment or bad for your health and that's where we're at and what we want to share so we hope that you will come along with us and tune for another scattered <laughs> <laughs> scattered Anna and Gigi intrepid hearts thoughts yeah it's, it's gonna be fun and we have we already have like some great guests lined up that we're gonna be talking to and I, I mean I'm really excited uh, we want feedback, so if you listen to this, if you're one of the few and lucky who get to hear this first <laughs> podcast, please um, give us feedback. Also, please give us any suggestions of topics that you guys want to hear about. Yeah, we'll have a page on our website. You can comment with questions. You can subscribe, rate, and review. We would love to hear from you. Or feature you. Yeah. That so. uh, too. If you ever want to just come have a coffee chat. Or tea. Tea. Or a little garden party. little garden party. little tea in <laughs> the You know. You know how we Do roll. Alright. It's been fun. Till next time. Thank you for listening.